Hello, everyone. We're back. This is New and Nerdworthy for another week in review. We're covering everything from August 23rd through today, August 31st. We're recording a day late, you know, because life happens. Um, This is Ian. (laughs) This is Tanner. Yeah, thanks for bearing with us uh, in my vacation. And then yesterday was also my birthday, so like... I wasn't going to record on my birthday. Sorry, guys. So, uh, not that I did anything special. I'm old, but you know, it's still my birthday. So, exactly. Thanks for bearing with us. And we're back. We're back, and it feels great to be back in the saddle. So, uh, let's just yeah, let's just, dive let's just in. jump right in. Let's just let's let's do it. No beating so, around the bush. Negative, negative. I, I hung out with too many bushes on my vacation. So. Actual bushes, not, you know. Right. That could be uh, misconstrued. Manolo said, don't be nasty. Don't be nasty. Don't be nasty. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So So, we we talked about, yeah, we talked about being back. I'm going to beg the question here as we jump into a little weekly box office report here. Is the box office back? Um, People keep asking this every single week, I think. But this week saw the release of Candyman. Uh, which is going to be important to us in, a, in, a, in this, particularly to this podcast here in a little bit. We'll get to that in a minute. But it opened up as an R-rated horror film to $22 million. Um, so that begs the question, is that a good thing? What do you think? Yeah. I, I mean, I think generally speaking, what we've seen has been a lot of positivity around the box office performance of Candyman. Yeah. Um, you know, this is not something that I put on my calendar to see. I know it's getting good reviews. Right. Um, but, you know, definitely something I'd like to see down the line. I'll probably watch it more like, you know, October time frame when I'm getting in my Halloween mood. Right. Um, but I think $22 million for, you know, this kind of horror film, uh, it, I think it's I think it's positive. Mm. I, I mean, you know, again, it, it's kind of weird, right? Because like Free Guy from everything I read and, and everything you read, you know, performed pretty well right. in terms of its opening because it released only in theaters. Candyman's the same way. The only movie that we've really talked about that has struggled are the movies that have released on HBO max because folks don't have to pay for HBO max. Exactly. Um, it, it, well, I, they don't have to pay for the movie. Well, on HBO right. Max, they don't have to pay for it like a premium yeah. on the top charge. Right. Yeah, so I think this is actually probably a pretty good case. To, now, I will say I'm interested to see what Shang-Chi does, and we'll talk about that in a middle in a little bit. Right. Because um, that's kind of your first big tentpole mm-hmm. uh, you know, film that's going to release exclusively in theaters. But I think this is a positive sign. Uh, I think so, and, too. And quite frankly, I need it to be. Right. Yeah, I 100% need it to be because I need Shang-Chi to make as much money as it, hum- as it possibly can. Um, yeah, because there's already reports out there that if, if Shang-Chi doesn't do well, then Eternals is going to get pushed Yeah, and, 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 you know, we will talk, I mean, Venom's been pushed like four or five times now, although I guess we've confirmed that October 15th date. If anybody out there, uh, yeah, we've got that new new poster. poster. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So, So, you know, on top of it being, you know, rated R. Uh, you know, $22 million isn't far off from what Free Guy made. Speaking of Free Guy, I did go see that in the theater. Um, but 
My wife and I went to dinner first, and something did not agree with me, so I missed the last 45 minutes of the movie because I was getting sick. Oh. How lovely is that? Um, What'd you have? What'd you have? I don't even remember what it was. I'm trying to put it. Oh, I had a, some sort of like Cuban sandwich, right? It could have been the sandwich. It could have been nerves because I was getting ready to start a new job. Who knows? But the bottom line is I missed the, the last 45 minutes of a movie, and that kills me because... You know, going to the theater is one of my favorite things to do. So, enough of me. Of did you me enjoy the first? Off. I did. I loved the first hour and whatever it was. But, you know, missing the climax of a movie is not particularly um, something that I set out to do. Yeah. It's, it's never good to miss the climax. You know? Right. You know, those are, yeah. Um, you, you don't want to miss those explosive scenes, right? <laughs> All right. right. But seriously, right. Candyman. Um, I think this is going to, if it's not already for a lot of you, and it might be, there's a lot of horror movie fans out there, but if it's not essential viewing, it will be for a lot of people who are fans of the Marvel Cinematic Universe as the director of Candyman, Nia DaCosta, is set to join the MCU. Sure is. Sure is. And uh, we we don't know much about her movie yet, other than which movie it is, right? The Marvels. Um, we don't we don't know much about the movie, other you know, other than who is in it, right? But um, if Candyman is any indication, any indication, wow, can't even speak. Um, I think the Marvels might be in good hands. Yeah, I mean, this is just again. We, we've kind of evolved with the MCU, right? I mean, we, I remember back in the day when they were hiring, like, let's be honest, the Russos, you know, had done a little bit of television here and there, but hadn't done mm-hmm. a ton, right? John Favreau right. had done a little bit, but nothing that was like huge tentpole. And now we've got Chloe Zhao. Uh, we, mm-hmm. We've got all these big time, you know, directors that are coming in that want to direct, uh, you know, the Marvel movies. And it's the same with, with the talent too. So, it's just kind of right. this fun evolution that we've been on with them uh, to, to see them kind of going from some people that were trying to make their name to now you've got, you know, the hottest names in, in cinema that, that want to direct right. Marvel movies. So, you know, well, you know, not, like you not said, only will it positive put, step. Right. Exactly. No, not only will it put those names on a, on a, you know, on a bigger scale for people to see, but, Marvel's also backing up that dump truck full of money for all these people. So <laughs> yeah. Speaking no of, speaking that. of Marvel. Yeah. Speaking of Marvel, we did get our third episode of what if, which has been for me, saw so, a solidly good series. Um, so far, um, again, this is only the third episode, but you know, um, episode three centered around a murder mystery in this alternate MCU um, that Black Widow and Nick Fury were trying to solve. Um, I don't want to give any other spoilers besides that because, you know, some people might not have watched it. Some people might wait until all the episodes are out. I don't, so I don't want to jump into spoilers, but um, I'm going to give this episode another 7.5. Or in it, and I think every episode so far has been in this range for me, but this was not, I liked this episode, um, but it wasn't, it didn't hit the same it, emotional beats that episode two did for obvious reasons. 
but um, I also just really enjoyed some a lot of the twists in episode two more than I enjoyed the twists in this in this episode. What did you think? Yeah, that that's fair. I think honestly, Ian, you kind of put it perfectly where my mind is as well. You know, I think this show has been solidly good. It hasn't been great. Um, it's not been bad, uh, but it's not in their upper echelon of properties. And I keep giving them uh, again. I'm going to give them time on this just because it is the first yeah. foray into in, in animation. So you know, I'm not going to be too exactly. hard on them. But again, like like you said, I mean, it was a fun twist on a character that we know, um, and a lot of not a character, but a couple characters that we knew. Um, so, you know, without getting into spoilers, I liked it. I'm going to go eight, which I think is pretty consistent with where I've been. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, I mean, it was, to me, it was good. Uh, the, the mystery of it was better than I think some of the other episodes and the pacing I felt was better. Yeah. The, 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 that the, part, the, I definitely agree. the lip animation is still kind of a, a little wonky for me. You know, I I'm, think. So I'm starting, um, I'm starting to wonder if that's a, if that's a creative choice they're making. Yeah. Yeah, it, it just it's it's a little weird still. Um, I'm getting used to it, so you know. But that that's just right. kind of. I guess for everyone's knowledge, I started watching My Hero Academia, and it's like the English dub version. So like I've kind of thrown the uh, the mouth animation out the window at this point because uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know whatever. But that's fair. That one's still any way to make weird. to make what if better, right? Yeah, um, I will right, say about right. this series that the the voice acting has been pretty excellent. You know, even from the actors who aren't the actual you know live action actors, um, particularly in this episode, um, the actress that plays Black Widow, I think, does a pretty strong job. Um, you know, she she kind of sounds like Scarlett Johansson, but she isn't really trying to emulate Scarlett Johansson. It seems like, and it just, I think it makes the performance a little bit better. Um, and yeah. I, and that's all I really want. I don't need, I don't need them mimicking. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, you know, I, I don't think they need to have outright copies of the, of the uh, live action actors. I just think that they need good, voice acting period regardless of who it is yeah yeah i i think that's totally fair and uh you know i really i'm looking forward i think kind of this week's episode is, is kind of where my focus has been uh so those are for those yeah of you this is piquing that, my you know, interest more right for for anybody that's watching it you know on the day we drop this you'll know what it is but it is uh the dark sorcerer supreme episode um mm-hmm with with Stephen Strange so this is kind of where i think things could start to interconnect and blow up a little bit uh so i am really think looking is, forward to know, see if this, to this takes off right 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 yeah and I, and yeah i think it's going yeah. to take off and that's the good thing but something else is taking off this week and that is marvel Ooh. shang-chi you know we've been away for a little bit yeah. but the transitions are still here guys the transitions are alive and well. <laughs> yeah. We are going to do a little so, bit of Shang-Chi preview today. Yeah, let's do it. First off, we have got some reports. And I love I love it when they say reports, you know, because you don't know where some of these are coming from. But, you know, people have, people have seen this movie. So there are reports that this movie is much more connected to the overall universe than 
the, some of the trailers led on. And I'm, I'm all for that. You know, I don't want to know the details until I see the movie, obviously, please don't spoil that for me, but I am all for it. If it does connect more, because I want to see more Shang-Chi wherever they decide to put him. Yeah. So just FYI, you know, something that we talked about, if you listen to our deep dive on uh, the suicide squad, which if you haven't, please check it out. It's, it's passionate. Um, it is. But the thing that we got most passionate about uh, was potential spoilers. And right. I'll just throw it out there. If you guys are still watching uh, TV spots and clips, you know, Brandon Davis at comicbook.com, who, you know, he's a pretty good source for this, has kind of said that, you know, if you've watched all those, you've seen a lot. Um, so if you want to avoid spoilers, stay away from them. I have completely turned off. Uh, anything related to the Shang-Chi until I see it. Mm-hmm. Um, Ian and I will both be seeing it Friday night because we've got other engagements on Thursday night. OH. Um, which is unfortunate and fortunate, uh, IO. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I think to your point, Ian, you know, I think there's more to this movie, both on the connectivity side and the, the mythology uh, right. side of this that we haven't seen. And I am so excited that I don't know anything about it because I want to go into the movie uh, and be surprised and be uh, taken, taken there. Right. Because if this is the case, then Marvel has done what they always do in the actual trailers, which is keep it limited. And I appreciate it. So. Exactly. um, Well, and, 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 you know, Loki was, Loki was surprising, right. But from a theatrical standpoint, Black Widow wasn't all of all that surprising because it was limited by the constraints of its of its time, right? Of its time within the uh, chronology of the MCU. But Shang Chi, I think, is going to surprise us in some way, and I yeah, am ready. Kind of weird to be surprised again by the MCU. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird to your point. Like we're not a hundred percent sure where this fits. Um, right. I don't think at least I'm not, uh, I don't know if, if we've got any information on that in terms of, you know, where this kind of falls in the MCU timeline, you know, mm-hmm. assuming that this is and, and for, after end game. Right. And if, well, yeah. for, and for mean, a lot of movies so far, they've kind of told us where the movie fits. Right. So I'm wondering right. if, the lack of that information is because it spoils the movie in some way. Right. Cause right. We, we've got so, in Eternals. They told us exactly where that fits. Right. And they told us that in the first 10 seconds of that final trailer, you know, it wasn't Which is beautiful, you know, but yes, <laughs> well, hundred, well, we talked about this for sure, but we can, rehash this as many times as possible. That is going to be the most visually pleasing Marvel movie. I think to date, um, easy, easy. I will, I will, I will stand on my soapbox and take whatever hit that needs to be taken, uh, for people who may not agree. (laughs) I I understand Thor Ragnarok is a beautiful film. I know, but I think this one's going to be prettier. We did get a, a little bit more information about the movie from the premiere, though. You know, this has been everywhere, guys. This isn't yeah. too much of it. It's a little spoiler, but it's something that we kind of figured would be addressed, right? Ben Kingsley yep. has been confirmed to be in the movie. 
And so at the same time, Disney Plus has released the Marvel one-shot that was filmed back um, just after Iron Man 3 called All Hail the King that was all about the real Mandarin being pissed off at Trevor Slattery for faking being him, right? For faking what's happening with the Ten Rings and faking um, and, and assuming the Mandarin mantle, um, even though the real Mandarin does exist. Um, yeah, so if you want like a so little bit of I an think intro. We're at least going to see that. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Um, I think it's going to be, if you haven't watched it, I would recommend it. It's only, what, like 10, 15 minutes maybe? Real think, short. Yeah, I watched it um, again the other day. It was like 14, 15 minutes. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, so basically what Ian said, right, it's just uh, a gentleman interviewing Ben Kingsley's Trevor Slattery. Uh, they kind of rehash some funny, uh, you know, outtakes from his career previously and then at the end they 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 kidnap him and they're presumably taking him to the real mandarin uh, it's it's kind of unclear to me at this right. point if they're actually going to call um shang chi's father the mandarin uh, i know this he's is a question i, was, I had too yeah yeah it's interesting because i think it's if i mispronounce it i apologize but i think it's way new um yeah it's like w-e-n or W E W N U or something like that. Uh, but they don't actually like refer to him in the Mandarin and any of the promotional materials, um, any of the toys, anything like that. Or so the toys. It's interesting. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, if they actually call him that, or if that's kind of like a, a pet name that only the underground use. I don't know. I'm interested to see it, but mm-hmm. uh, I do think a resolution of that is going to be huge because again, we've seen the 10 rings before it's been prevalent throughout uh, the MCU first in Iron mm-hmm. Man, then since the first again, movie, pop up in yeah. Ant-Man. exactly. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it it doesn't surprise me that Ben Kingsley's back. Uh, I, I am hopeful uh, that that we get a resolution of that. And and to Ian's point and and my point, I definitely, you know, if you haven't seen Iron Man three, you know, you probably need to watch that. Uh, but if you you know don't have time to watch Iron Man three, or you know don't want to rehash that. Uh, that uh, I'm gonna be nice. Uh, don't don't want to watch that movie. Uh, All Hail the King would probably serve as a nice uh, palate cleanser and, and get you what you need to know about Ben Kingsley. So it's good. It's good that they have that ready to go. I'm gonna be less nice about it. Don't waste your time on that movie, guys. Just watch All Hail the King. <laughs> that movie sucks. <laughs> All right, both. Well, yeah, you know, this this actually got me thinking. This got me thinking a little bit about Trevor Slattery and Ben Kingsley. Given that, you know, the the MCU movies relatively take place around the time that they are actually released in theaters, right? And including this time that we have with the snap, you know, we had those five years, right? And we don't know, and we might not ever know if Shang-Chi was snapped or not. That, you know, that's notwithstanding. That makes... Tre- what's happening with Trevor Slattery, Slattery roughly 10 years ago, right? And Shang-Chi yep. has been living his life for roughly 10 years, right? So it begs the question, are we going to see the Mandarin, Wenwu, whatever, whatever they are calling him right now, are we going to see him kill Trevor Slattery in front of a young Shang-Chi? 
Yeah, so I have a confession, maybe. I did see accidentally an image of Sir Ben Kingsley in said movie, and I don't think that's the case. I'll leave it at that. Um, Okay, well, yeah, please don't say any more because I don't want to (laughs) know. I am excited. It was an accident. Regardless. For whatever. It was an accident. It was I, 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 stupid Twitter. I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> Twitter does ruin everything. Twitter <laughs> and Reddit, they ruin everything. But hopefully, given, you know, that everyone goes to the theater this weekend, please, for the love of everything holy, mask up, vaccine up, go see this movie in the theater. Sorry if that was too political for everybody. I just want this movie to do well. Okay. Kevin Feige and Destin Daniel Cretton, the director of Shang-Chi, um, both um, within either today or yesterday. I can't remember the exact day that this came out. Um, and it was an exclusive with comicbook.com. They've confirmed that they've talked about and they already have multiple ideas for sequels to this movie for Shang-Chi. And one of the things that was very interesting to me was what Destin Daniel Cretton said about this. And that was that there was a particular setting. He didn't say what he just said, a setting that they had planned for this movie that they didn't get to go to. And that it was, he didn't want to say what it was because he was hoping to explore it in a sequel. Damn it, Tanner. If that doesn't sound like the realm of the iron fist. Yeah. That's immediately where my, my mind went. Right. So I think it's safe to say at this point, we know that the mystical realm that is going to be involved is not Iron Fist related. Right. Um, I, I think that's safe to assume at this point. I don't think that's a spoiler. You know, it, uh, it, I'd, I'd, it could be related. It just isn't Kun related, Lun. It just sure. isn't Kun Lun. It, it's not. No, I think that's safe to say. Yeah. Um, but I do think that this probably opens the door for some connectivity to Kun Lung. Bingo. And right. And I think some of the things that we talked about, you know, previously in some of our episodes, I can't, don't quote me on the, which one I don't remember, but <laughs> you know, one of the things we, we kind of bannered about was whether or not Shang-Chi was going to eventually replace Iron Fist in terms of the MCU. Yeah. Because again, Finn Jones's trash. Iron Fist Sorry. does not exist. It is trash. It's so bad. <laughs> He's so bad. And I know there, there, there were already talks about them recasting it. So I, we, it was unclear whether or not, um, you know, they were going to just put Shang-Chi in that role. It doesn't sound like it from what we're hearing. I hope that's not the case. I think it's a perfect, right? Because for those of you who aren't paying attention, if you go back uh, and look at the MCU movie titles, they will give you a clue into, you know, certain things that are going on, right? So like, and they're all, they're, thematically, they're the same. Okay. So you've got Iron Man. Iron Man 2 and 3. So those are just numbers. Okay. But they look at Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Spider-Man Homecoming, Spider-Man Far From Home, and Spider-Man No Way Home. Okay. So they've all got a thing. This movie is called Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. How right. easy is it to say Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Iron Fist? Right. Like, Bingo. please boom. do that. Yes. So, and it's weird because I, 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 would, I would assume that the Iron Fist is not a bad guy. Uh, in that movie, although they could do it that way. I don't know, but I'm with you hundred percent. I think what they have in Simu Liu 
is perfect. He loves the role. Uh, Daniel Crittenden seems to really enjoy his time with Marvel. Kevin Feige seems very impressed by both of them. Mm-hmm. So this makes sense. And I know uh, Simu is already lobbying to be an Avengers five. Um, and as hard as he's fought to get this role, like I'd say, put him in it. So well, I, let's I, roll I, with I, the, the Shang Chi for a while. Yeah, I was gonna say, if this movie's successful, this dude's an Avenger. Period. You know, yeah. some of these I have. I will tell you, I have seen a couple of the TV spots. Not on purpose. They have actually played while I was trying to just watch Sports Center. Okay, um, <laughs> but a lot, a lot of what they're doing with these TV spots is that they're starting them with. You, the the idea that Shang Chi doesn't exist without what came before, you know, and then they they show you an image of Iron Man, an image of Captain America's shield, an image of Mjolnir, something like that, and then they show you Shang Chi. You know, they don't show you these other Avengers for him not to be an Avenger, right? They're showing you the next wave of Avengers, starting with this guy, starting with Shang Chi. Um, you know. Icarus could could end up yeah Icarus could end up being an Avenger maybe a couple other Eternals um, you know Black Knight maybe whatever Kit Harrington's up to in that movie we'll find out but you know Miss Marvel those guys Kate Bishop I'm sure they're going to do that Young Avengers thing uh, but Shang it looks yep. like you know th- they started this with Shang Chi for a reason I know that some of the movies have been moved around but. Shang-Chi is the introduction to our next wave. He's not going in no way, shape or form. In my opinion, will he not be an Avenger? Even if this movie doesn't do well, he still, I think will show up as an Avenger. Yeah. And, and I, I cannot express how much I need this movie to do well. Um, yes. but I, I think it's going to, I think we're going to be okay. Uh, I think the theater only release will push people. Uh, and, and I think we're going to get this thing thing popping. So, We'll we'll take that. We'll take one of the new Avengers, hopefully, to somebody who maybe is or is not an Avenger, but should be. He's an honorary he's guy. Every, I think so. Yeah, he's he is literally in everything. Okay, so we know uh, Wong is in Shang Chi. We've seen that in the the first trailer, right? Uh, but we also uh, got to see him in a little something that we have been on trailer watch for for quite some time, and that for would be eons. the No Way Home trailer. And let me just say, holy cannoli. I'm just going to step that up a notch. Holy shit. That's right. I mean, it, uh, we're, we're going to get into some of these theories here in a minute. Yeah. But you know, um, let's, but, let's, let's start, let's, let's do this nice connective transition here. Wong. Yes. Is in Shang-Chi, right? We see him fighting the abomination, but then in the trailer for no way home, we see Wong leaving. Is was is Wong on his way to a fighting tournament where he beats the crap out of or gets beat up by a big giant green monster? Bingo. I, I think so. I think that would be a cool connection. Maybe, maybe not. We'll find out. But uh, yeah, I, I think that I think you're hundred percent onto something there, Ian. And I, I that was the first thought I had when I saw the trailer. And you know, even <laughs> even on his way out the door, Wong is speaking the truth. Always. So let's jump into this trailer that seems to be yeah. what can Dr. Strange do wrong today? So before we get into that, I'm just going to make a, a proclamation. I don't want to see Jack Diddley shit else. I honestly, about please this movie. don't show me another one. Just do this one. 
No. That's, I don't, yeah, I don't that's need all, This is all I needed. Is that going to be the all reality? No. They're going to show us more. No. But please don't. This was enough. Right. It broke. You you broke Endgame's trailer record, for God's sake. By 100 million. By, oh, yeah. By 100 million views. You're done. In 24 hours. You did what you're supposed to do. 24 hours. You did what you're supposed 355 to do. 355 million views. Everyone is going to see this movie. Everyone. Everyone. Yes. Oh my gosh. All right. Let's but, start. Let's start. Let maybe let's just start from the top. All right. Yep. We open it up. They remind us everything about uh Far From Home. The main point being that everyone knows who Peter Parker is. Everyone knows his secret identity now. Right? So we open it up with Zendaya and Tom Holling talking about that. But Something, some things aren't good now that people know, and it's affecting everyone around him. We see a few scenes with people being questioned. Hey, Jonah, baby. What? What? Oh. Everyone is assuming that the guy who slams the papers down in the police precinct no. is Matt Murdock. Guys, no, guys. No, no. I just want to. All right, all right. Soapbox time here for a second. Um. Just because something appears different than what you're expecting, number one, that doesn't mean that that's Mephisto, okay? Number two, don't expect a character to be in it until they tell you a character's in it because you're just going to get in the theater and be pissed off and disappointed, and there's no reason for that. If we get into the theater and Charlie Cox shows up, amazing. I'll probably start crying. But I'm not expecting that, or else I'm just going to sit there pissed off that he never showed up. They haven't told us he's in it. Why why get why set yourself up for that disappointment right now? Also, can I just point out one thing real quick? So Charlie Cox would make sense if Spider-Man is being questioned by the police, because you have rights when you're questioned by the police. Right. If you stop the trailer and look at what the shirts say, it's the Department of Damage Control yep. that he's interviewing with, not the New York Police Department. So right. What right would he have necessarily and what like punitive authority does damage control have? Mm-hmm. I don't know. So it, to me, it didn't make sense. Right. Um, although he was handcuffed. So, you know, whatever that, that means, that, that but I just true. don't, what's, I'm with what, you. I, also, what's a hand? No, it's not Charlie Cox. Spider-Man. So. What's a box going to do? Right. Yeah. That's, that's another fair point. All right. So he goes just, to, I'm with you. I don't, yeah. If Charlie Cox is in it, he's not going to be in the trailer. It, well, that's that is one hundred percent accurate. And honestly, I'm going to go ahead and say the same thing about the other two Spider Men that everyone thinks is in the movie. If if they're in it, I honestly at this point don't know if they're going to show them to us, and that's fine. I yeah, have a theory about that. I'll talk about that in here in a minute. But if if you don't want to show them, don't. People are going to see this movie anyway. 300 and whatever million views in 24 hours. All right. So Spider-Man, he's upset. People in his life are being are, are getting accosted and hurt. So he goes to the smartest man he knows that isn't dead. And that is Dr. Strange. Right? Dr. Strange. Ouch. Oh, yeah, I know. Thank you. That I was that's the that's the reaction I was looking for. 
So Doctor Strange, he says he's going to, he, you know, he doesn't say this explicitly, <laughs> but we know he's going to cast this spell to try to make everyone forget, right? This is something that's happened in the comics. I don't know if it was Doctor Strange that did it, but there have been actions that took place mystically that made people forget that Peter Parker was Spider-Man. Maybe it wasn't the whole world that was forgetting, but particular people that he wanted to forget. This this actually happened, right? So all these people saying, Doctor Strange would never do that. I, I'm going to get on my high horse again for a second. That just means you don't understand the character that well. Doctor Strange is one of the most arrogant comic book characters ever created. And he always has been. He, If he thinks he can do something, he's going to prove that he can do it, even if it's the wrong thing to do. That's the that's the sur- the brain surgeon in him, right? He's the guy that does things that are impossible. Fixing brains, now casting these spells. This is exactly something Doctor Strange would do, in my mind. We haven't necessarily seen that Doctor Strange that yeah. much. Oh. That might be why people are kind of like taken aback by what he's doing. But yeah, I think based right. off of the comics, this is 100% something Doctor Strange would do. Yeah, I think people in in my mind seem to have this in-game perception of Doctor Strange at this point, mm-hmm. like this all-knowing, uh, you know, come to Jesus kind of goody two-shoes. Like, I think we need to put ourselves back into the reality that the Stephen Strange that we're going to see is the Stephen Strange from the first movie, who is an arrogant uh, you know, doesn't, you know, he doesn't listen. He pushes right. the boundaries of his magic just to right. say that he can do it. Mm-hmm. That is what we're going to see. Um, and, and this whole, listen, guys, I'm with you. I want to see Mephisto in the worst kind of way. I do. Yep. But I think we're stretching a little bit. And again, to Ian's point, don't make that your expectation because when Mephisto is not in this movie, because he's not, you're going to be disappointed. Yep. Okay. Mephisto will come when Mephisto comes. And he's, and, and he's too big of a villain for them not to touch at some point, right? He's going to happen. But why does right. it, he but doesn't again, need to happen right now, guys? No, you've got your big bad. You can't, like Kang is going to be the next big, big bad. We've mm-hmm. already established that he is in charge of the multiverse and he's going to be the one that conquers the multiverse. Now, Mephisto may be at his side while it happens at some Mm -hmm. point. Um, I could see that being a realistic possibility because Mephisto does that quite a bit. Quite often. Um, Yeah, yeah, he attaches himself to the most powerful being so he can, you know, manipulate his his way through it. So, sure, eventually. I just don't see it in this movie, especially when we know that there's at least four bad guys that we saw in this trailer. That's the thing. Like, Right there. <laughs> like, okay, why are they going to introduce the devil when we have all of these other villains to deal with, right? Guys, they're getting ready to do Moon Knight. They're getting ready to do Blade. We're getting the supernatural side of Marvel. When Mephisto comes, that's where he's going to be. He's going to be with Thank Blade you. and Moon Knight and hopefully Ghost Rider Maybe Elsa Bloodstone. I'm going to keep mentioning her name just because I need her to be a reality in live action, even though most <laughs> people have no idea who she even is. That's where Mephisto is going to show up. The supernatural corner of the MCU. All right. I love the theories. You know, the 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 house, is, the Sanctum Sanctorum is ice because that's actually Mephisto. No, 
Doctor Strange just cast some spell that probably backfired, and that's why the ha- that's why the house is freezing. All right, it's going to be some funny explanation. Yep. This is also a Spider Man movie, guys. It's going to be funny. I feel like I'm yelling. Although I will today. say this looks like the darkest Spider-Man movie we've ever gotten. At the same time, yeah, it does. One hundred percent does. Um, so because of that, let's let's talk about the darkness here, right? We're getting ready to get dark Doctor Strange in What If. One thing that was interesting to me was that scene on the trains, and I'm sure that it is just you know I'm sure it's just because it's cut in a certain way, right? But it does kind of seem. Like maybe Doctor Strange is fighting Spider-Man there. Did you get that sense at all? Yeah, it's it's kind of weird, right? Because why would he enclose him in in trains? Right. Maybe he's protecting you know, just, him. You know, there, there's I don't know. Maybe there's some explanation, right? Right. But yeah, see, see, here's the deal, right? Because Marvel's good at their jobs. There's probably something going on in that scene that's a huge spoiler, and they just said, "Yeah, cut it." And then this scene looks kind of like a weird, like what the hell's going yeah. on? But really, like Green Goblin's like flying around or something. Like that's well, that's yeah, what they honestly do, what that's it, why what they're it great prob- at it. Yeah, and what it probably was came down to um, this scene when Doctor Strange is manipulating stuff. It looks really cool, and it's one of the only special effects we have done right now. So let's put it in the trailer, <laughs> right? I, I do have a question. Let's move on to it. Though. Yeah. Oh, I love questions. Before we do that. What do we think the deal is with the eye of Agamotto? Like that thing, you know, I'm busted. I'm, right. So, okay. I have this theory, you know, I, I don't want to put too much stock in this. Uh, you know, it is part of Dr. Strange's look. If we think about, um, when we haven't heard about this at all in the movies, I'm going purely off of years of reading Dr. Strange comics. Agamotto was, you know, one of the original like Sorcerer Supremes, right? They yep. probably, he probably wants to wear the eye of Agamotto because it's an ode to how they even have this magic to begin with. Right. It's, he is their like top guy that they would ever look up to. Of course, they're he and, and you know remaking at least the case that the time stone was in was probably just a snap of the finger for him, um, for lack of a better um, <laughs> way to say that. Uh, you know, I, I I honestly think he just does he just does it because that's something that the wizard you know the wizarding community looks up to. <laughs> yeah, I I think I'm with you for the most part. Now what? I could see, and I don't know if they exclusively talked about this in the first Doctor Strange movie, but they do have these like items, right? Like the cloak of levitation and the the vaulting Mm -hmm. boots of whatever and the living tribunal staff. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if he maybe recreates it as one of those items that he infuses with power with absent the the time stone. I I don't think, I don't think we're going to get the time stone, like I don't, that's not happening. Um, but I could see right. him like creating his own like diadem or whatever. Uh, or, or, that'd, be, or and that'd be really cool for the Harry, for Harry Potter references yeah. <laughs> out there. But uh, yeah, that's what, I, that's kind of what I, I'm it, thinking it is. I, I don't think, yeah, I, I don't think there's some like time manipulation where he's getting a infinity stone back. The infinity stones are dead. I think that's a, a moot point, but well, I was interested you know, there, to see there the trailer. Is that- 
Right. There is that other theory that this that that maybe this Doctor Strange is a different Doctor Strange from the multiverse, um, which you know, given the craziness of the multiverse, is a possibility. But I'm not going to rely on that as my number one theory, not knowing any more information other than what I know. Um, but what I do know is that a multitude of Spider-Man villains are going to show up in this film. Um, I'm going to start off with one that is not confirmed, but does seem to possibly maybe appear in the trailer a little bit. It could also just simply be an explosion that looks that, you know, that is just dirt up in the air from an explosion. But there is a particular scene where a lot of like dirt or sand is moving. And it has caused a lot of people to wonder if Sandman is making another appearance in the Spider-Man universe. We did see him in Spider-Man three. He cried a lot, um, unfortunately, but do you think that that was Sandman in that one tiny shot that we saw? Yeah. So I think there's actually two shots in the trailer, um, that you see some, some kind of like dirt formation, uh, sand formation. What I do know is that Hayden Christensen is not down for this movie. Um, can't, can't be in it because of all the sand. If this is the case, regardless of whether Sandman's in it or not. Um, but you know, I, I do think the theory, like this is the one theory that I've seen that I think holds some water. Um, because if you, if you freeze frame it, uh, you do see like an electric strike with sand coming out from under it or like spinning around. Um, yeah. and then the other shot again is kind of like the, the sand getting in the way of, of an electric burst, um, which mm-hmm. is yellow electricity instead of blue electricity this time. So, uh, you know, take Thank that for, for what you will. Yes. Um, so I, I actually think this probably makes sense. It'll be interesting to see if it's the Sandman from Spider-Man three, or if we've got a new casting on this, uh, I think they could just as easily recast as, as, you know, bring the, mm-hmm. the actor back from Spider-Man three, which I actually just watched over the weekend and it's still bad uh, for those of you wondering. Um, why did you do that? To but yourself? yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I think this was probably the one that I'm buying the most out of some of the theories that I've seen. Uh, and, and, and mm-hmm. I don't know, it's kind of weird cause it appears that we're going for a sinister six, but if you watch the trailers and you look at some of the theories, it's kind of like Sandman is actually on Spider-Man's side, um, maybe right. protecting him from electro. So yeah. that, that would be an interesting spin. And then who's your other members of the six? Are we going six? Mm-hmm. Are we just going three or four? I don't know, but I do well, think know, that it, is Sandman personally. It, what could, about you? it could just be, you know, the beginnings of a six that we see later on. We see this, maybe we see the six later. That's right. Uh, but yeah, you know, I, I don't know if I necessarily like am full on buying the theory yet, but it is something I'm 1000% open to. And it does seem to be like the case seem to be the case. Right. Um, so yeah, it, you know, I think Sandman is a cool character and I'm all for cool bad guys. So if Sam, if, if that is indeed Sandman, I will definitely be happy. Um, but one thing I am happy, and Tanner mentioned this um, just a few minutes ago, is yellow electricity electro. Um, and I don't think that that is a uh, a stretch to say that those electric strikes there—that's electro, right? We, that's Jamie Fox. He's back, and he's he's shooting yellow this time. And uh, 
you know, even, even just that one color change makes the character better to me already. Yeah. And, and I'll be honest, I saw, so when the, the leak happened, for those of you who don't know, the, the trailer leaked a day early. Yes. Um, the full thing, somebody posted on Instagram. There was also some images floated around on Twitter because I, I didn't watch the league trailer, mm-hmm. but I was trying to like read some of the funny memes that were going on about it, like mad Kevin Feige memes <laughs> um, because it's, you know, that's, that's my life and I'm bored and I was on vacation so I can do what I want. Um, but I did see accidentally again, uh, there was a photo of Willem Dafoe, Alfred Molina, and Jamie Foxx, and they're all kind of in green, like jumpsuity attire. Um, so that would lead me to believe that they're going to go for a more traditional look mm-hmm. uh, for Electro, or kind of what we've seen in the, the Spider-Man video game, uh, which is one of my favorite video games of the last couple of years. Right. Um, by the way, so yeah, I mean, I think that probably is where we're headed. I think Electro. There's no doubt in my mind that that's who that is. Um, I think they've actually. I don't know if Jamie Foxx, I think Jamie Foxx accidentally confirmed that he was in it, and, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, but yeah. you know, and I think, uh, uh, oh, what's the guy who plays the, the, the teacher that, oh, JB smooth, uh, oh, JB yeah. smooth, I think has also confirmed that Jamie Foxx is in it accidentally. Um, so Look at him go. yeah, yeah. So again, I'm all about it. You know, electro historically has been one of those villains that can, you know, really do some damage, especially mm-hmm. to Spider-Man. So, uh, you know, if you take out some of the, and I also watched amazing Spider-Man two over the weekend, because again, I was bored. Um, <laughs> if you take away some of the, uh, the Philharmonic, uh, uh, electric rock music from that movie and just focus on Jamie Fox's performance, it's not that bad. No, it really um, is. And, and I would be okay. Yeah. I'd be okay with him coming back as electro. There are I actually- mean, my biggest gripe with that movie. There, there's yeah, actually yeah. multiple, yeah, there's multiple parts of that movie that I actually do really enjoy that the movie as a whole yeah. kind of does fall apart, but the, there are particular parts of that story that I think are really well done. Yeah. The emotional beats when Gwen dies, I yeah. think are, are beautiful. The chemistry yeah, there again, the chemistry is perfect. The, the final shot, you know, before he hits Rhino, maybe, uh, is when he's talking to that little kid, mm-hmm. um, and he's kind of overcoming his grief. I, yep. you know, that's beautiful. So, uh, there, there are good, there are good aspects of that movie where I, I find very little good aspects of Spider-Man three. Um, sorry, I got off a diatribe there, but, um, <laughs> we'll take that and apropos it into probably, in my opinion, the one of the best, if not the best, uh, comic book villains of all time in terms of the, the movies. Yeah. And that's Alfred Molina's Dr. Doc Ock. I mean, when he pops up out of the ground at the end of this trailer and you see some of the de-aging technology Mm -hmm. and and the things that they're doing there. And and I bring this up because I know we got a theory that we're going to talk about here in a minute too uh, about this, but uh, I was so excited when his, when the, when the, the leg comes out of the ground, you see it plant, you knew who it was. I didn't think we Mm -hmm. were actually going to see him. And then when he pops his head out and says, you know, you know, and says, just, in his, in his just iconic simple. voice, you just, just hello, oh. Peter. That's it. Beautiful. You didn't need anything Beautiful. else. It was perfect. It was perfect. perfect. But I do. Yes. Tanner mentioned a theory. I have a theory on this. Um, 
I, I am one that is skeptical that both Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are in the movie. Um, if it does happen again, like all these other things, I will be ecstatic. But I think that it is one or the other. And for me, most likely, I do believe that Tobey Maguire is in the movie. Um, I think Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man is in the film. So I had a theory there that at the very end of the trailer, when Doc Ock pops up and he says, hello, Peter, I have a feeling that it was cut differently in the trailer and that in the actual movie, he will be speaking to Tobey Maguire in that particular scene. Wow. Marvel, Marvel deceiving us. Uh, there's a shocker. A shocker. And this is again, why Marvel is the best. Well, again, you give them credit because they've established a reputation where they can do this crap and get away with mm-hmm. it. Um, but to Ian's point, there is some interesting, uh, maybe some evidence that this is actually the case. There sure is. Tanner. Um, it, yeah. If you look at Tom Holland's suit, that he is wearing yep. at the end of the trailer. It is the same exact suit that Tobey Maguire is wearing uh, in, I think it's Spider-Man 2, mm-hmm. right? Or maybe it's 3. I, can't, I, I think it's them. Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but it is a, a, a identical suit uh, ensemble as mm-hmm. what Tobey Maguire wears in, yeah. in, in the scene that is being referenced. So uh, there is some evidence that would support Ian's theory. Uh, I like the theory. Um, I, unlike Ian, I believe all three of the Spider-Men are going to be in this movie. Now, what I will say, if we had to sacrifice one, unfortunately, I would sacrifice Andrew Garfield's uh, Spider-Man. Although I liked what Andrew did with the character. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Yeah, that didn't but, mean I definitely wasn't trying to belittle him there. I just no, no, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. Um. And I would especially sacrifice him if we got the first live action Miles Morales, which I think would be perfect for this movie. Uh, I will go to my grave praying that he's in this because Miles Morales is one of my, like of the Spider-Man characters, one of my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if you haven't seen into the spider verse, uh, watch it and you'll fall in love with him. And yeah. cause that movie's perfect. Uh, but I would trade Andrew Garfield for that in a quick minute. And yeah, in a, in a heartbeat, absolutely. Um, I do have um, another interesting theory that's more comic book based than not. Um, we do have that leaked image, right? That shows that it is quite possible Willem Dafoe is returning. The the laugh was particularly noticeable. Um, but I'm wondering if, and this is just. This is just me spitballing. I don't even think for this particular idea, I don't particularly, I don't really think that this is actually going to be the case. But if we think about Ned in the comics, he does become the Hobgoblin, right? Yep. Is this another Marvel ruse? And is that little bomb that we see, does that belong to Ned, who for some reason gets something twisted within himself? As all of this multiversal magic starts happening, as he's getting questioned and probably tormented by people who know that he is Peter Parker's best friend. So in turn is Spider-Man's best friend. You know, is is this going to be the 
icing on the cake of a bunch of things that happen that finally have Ned, who lost a considerable amount of weight. Will this be the thing that leads Ned to become the Hobgoblin for the first time? Yeah, I think the the, the point you hit on that's most salient to me is he is in... Uh, he got into Marvel shape. Yeah. Uh, so to speak. Um, not that again, I'm not shaming anyone. Oh, absolutely. You know, I, no. I'm, I'm a big, I'm a fella, big guy. Yeah. Folks. We're, we're both big people. Yeah. Okay. yeah. We, 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 we like the, the size representing on the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does seem that he lost weight for a particular reason. Yes. Um, I think what I'll say is I don't know that that makes sense. Well, now I'm thinking about it again. If if Peter has left Ned mm-hmm. to spend more time with MJ, mm-hmm. I could see that relationship souring and that yeah. becoming the case. Well, I mean, we even get so, that scene in the trailer where MJ and Peter are walking up to the school holding hands and Ned is just kind of off behind them. You right. know. You know, take this with a grain of salt, guys. We're just spitballing here from one from two and a half minutes of a two hour plus movie. <laughs> but now, what I could see uh, to your point, while while maybe that is the case, maybe that's the development. And again, if that's the case, this is going to be the darkest Spider Man movie we've ever seen. Absolutely. But I could also see this if this because again, we're under the assumption, at least I, I am, that Alfred Molina is the Alfred Molina from Spider-Man two. So a different multiverse. Mm-hmm. Willem Dafoe is from a different multiverse. And then Electro would be from another multiverse. Right. What if we got a Ned from a different multiverse who is already the hobgoblin? Then, then that, I, I mean, that, that I would buy that. Mm-hmm. And again, if you're doing a numbers game, if we're doing a sinister six movie, you've got to have six bad guys. Yeah. We know that there's three. So, and you, and you know, this really just could be, you know, if if we, if we do run with the fact that maybe the Willem Dafoe thing is as a ruse, you've got one villain coming from Toby's universe. You've got one villain coming from Garfield's universe, and then maybe this Ned, this Hobgoblin, comes from a third, a third different universe, right? So that each I- one of the Spider Men have a quintessential villain to square off against. I, I, I'll tell you, I'd be a little disappointed if they did that because I just thought so highly of of what they did with Vulture. I agree. And he's there, and 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 they've got him kicked around. I agree. I would love to get him back. Even the um, setup for Scorpion, like, yeah, give me some Scorpion too, you know, and and that gives you pretty darn close to your Sinister Six. You know, I you let, know, it's well, safe to say you. Venom is not. In the Sinister no. Six. No. I hope this version of Carnage is not. No, he's he, no. I'm going to ask you a question about one of the other rumored Sinister Six yeah. villains that I've seen people saying that they see in the trailer. And mm-hmm. I've watched this thing five or six times. I still don't see it. Okay. The scene when something hits the the spell, I guess, behind Peter and he turns around, people are convinced that that's Kurt Connors' lizard from the amazing Spider-Man. Like, I in, don't the, see like it. in the, when the room explodes. No, 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 no. There's a shot. Um, or is it when like, something oh. appears behind him and he like flips around really yeah. quick? Yes. Yes. So, okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. I don't know why people are thinking that that's the lizard. I, I kind of thought 
you know, maybe they are, this is the long play and Jake Gyllenhaal is still alive. And maybe that's Mysterio. I had that thought immediately. Um, but I did not think that that was the lizard. I would love to see a, a, a an an appearance accurate version of the lizard um, in a live action movie where he actually, you know, looks like a lizard and not a human with a tail and scales. Um, but I don't, I, I think it is more, if, if we are going to peg at that as somebody, I would say that that is more likely to be Mysterio than the lizard. I actually thought, and I, you're going to have to correct me if I'm wrong here, if I'm misremembering, isn't Dr. Strange's, uh, Oh God, what's the character's name? The, the bull assistant. Um, the what is like Minotaur is like Minotaur friend. I know. I know who you're talking. Um, Yes. Um, I, the name is not going to come to me. Yes. No, I think I thought that's who that was. Cause I thought there was a rumor that 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 had been voice casted. But maybe I'm misremembering that. That um, would be incredible. What what is that? Is it Bova? I don't remember. Don't, yeah, I'm gonna you know, my, I know exactly who you're talking about. It's really making me mad. Rintra. <laughs> Rintra. Yes. 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 Thank you. There was a rumor that that had been that that character had been cast, and that would be cool. That's what it looked like to me. So, Either way, uh, something does appear and surprise Peter in that particular scene. But guys, I I highly doubt that's the lizard. Bottom. I line. don't want it to be the lizard. Please, yeah, exactly. Don't let it be the lizard. Um, regardless <laughs> of which actor is playing Doctor Connors, there, I don't care. Um, just I don't want that to be the case. Yep. Um, another thing we'll say I'll say about this: they are going full Doctor Strange in this trailer, and it is again like the movie Doctor Strange, visually impressive. Yep. I would agree. And, and the other thing that to that point, I don't think they did. So they did this again with homecoming where Iron Man was very prevalent throughout the trailer. Right. Yes. And we were very worried about Iron Man being in this movie too much, too much. I think they're doing a similar play here. Yep. I don't know. Like, cause again, I'm like you, I was probably a little worried uh, that maybe there's too much strange in a Mm -hmm. Spider-Man movie. Um, but I think this is kind of another sleight of hand on right. their end where they're going to, yeah. they've given you a lot of what strange is going to do. I have to agree. They, they, they looked at this and they're like, okay, we've got a bunch of stars here. We don't want to give away Toby Maguire yet. We don't want to give away Andrew Garfield yet. Who, who, and what can we show? Let's go ahead and show the world Benedict Snabberpatch for, um, the scenes that we have him because people love him. People love Doctor Strange. Let's show him off in the trailer so that more people come to see the movie. And uh, it must have worked considering that 300 and so, you know, 40 some million people watched this trailer in 24 hours. Well, also, like, let's just talk about it for a second again to something we've already spoken about. The only villain you actually see is the one who's already told everyone in the world that he's in the movie. Exactly. And Alfred Molina. Alfred Molina. So. My boy. So, yeah, because he 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 can't keep a secret. Where when they asked William Defoe if he's in the movie, Willem said that's something that we can talk about after the movie comes out. So, 
<laughs> there you go. Okay. So, so at the very minimum, there- Marvel and Sony floated some money over to old Willem and said, keep your mouth shut. Even if you're exactly. not, you're not, even if you're not in this movie, here's some money. Don't say a word. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> Kevin Feige's having a stroke over there because the trailer released early and Alfred Molina can't shut up and he's already got to deal with Tom Holland and Mark Ruffalo. He's on the phone with Amy Pascal every 30 seconds. Like what kind of <laughs> ship are you running over there? He doesn't run one and she's terrible at her job. Just like <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy and both get, and Aviara too. All of them can get boned. I hate them all. <laughs> Stupid idiots. All Sorry. Right. No, that's fine. I agree. The last thing I want to leave this with, and this is just a personal thing for me growing, growing up, uh, you know, that quintessential romance to me, you know, there are a lot of people that look to like, you know, the love movies and, and, you know, the quintessential teenage romances that we grew up with as their like quintessential love story. No, that wasn't for me. I read comic books when I was young and I watched the Spider-Man cartoon when I was young. The best relationship I ever saw as a kid was Peter and MJ. And because of that, they're still my favorite couple in all of comics, followed very closely by Selena and Bruce. But Peter and MJ will always take the cake here. And because of that, I think that this dynamic between Peter and MJ which, you know, is really the actual real life dynamic of Tom Holland and Zendaya. Um, I think, I think this is going to be the glue of the movie, just like it was for no way home. I think their chemistry and their dynamic holds that entire plot together. Um, And I think it's going to be the same way in this one, especially if there is the threat that she forgets that he's Spider-Man. Yeah. Again, if we're talking about things that, the other Spider-Man movies have done well. This is something that they've always executed pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with Kirsten Dunst and, and Tobey Maguire, I always thought their chemistry was really good together. Agreed. Uh, I always thought that uh, Gwen and Andrew Garfield's uh, Emma Stone uh, as Emma or as Gwen Stacy and Andrew Garfield, I thought their chemistry was b- even better. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, Tom Holland and MJ's quirky relationship is is uh, one of those that, you know, it's one of those teen, rom- teen romances kind of that you root for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think love they're it. both like close to 30, exactly. but I love every second of it. Right. Um, and yep. it does, it does bring, you know, if Andrew Garfield is in this scene, that there is going to be some emotional weight. If he does see that, you know, this version of him, this Peter still has his lady. Right. Because yeah. Andrew Garfield, very tragically, lost his lady in what is probably the best scene of either of the, of his two movies. Um, so I think that that is an interesting scene that could, that could play out too. Uh, whether it does, who knows, but uh, yep. I think it would be cool. We have, uh, yeah. Speaking of Marvel and speaking of scary and deaths and uh, exploding hey, pumpkins, hey. Um, we did get another piece of, I don't, I don't even, th- I don't think this is particular is actually com- straight up confirmed. Um, I think that this is still a rumor, but it is a pretty substantiated rumor. Um, Marvel Studios is working on a Halloween special. Apparently, Lucasfilm has tied down the Christmas. Well, I guess the, I guess Marvel Studios is doing the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special, so never mind. Yeah, doing I'm going to go ahead and eat my words group. really quick. Yep. Um, but they are going to do a Halloween special that is supposedly going to release in Halloween of 22. So next Halloween, 
Um, and it is supposedly going to center around Werewolf by Night. Um, I find this interesting because I was hoping slash assuming slash praying that Werewolf by Night would be a part of the Moon Knight show, which he still may be. Um, but I think this I think this is a it's a no brainer cool thing to see. Yeah, so it's kind of weird because for those of you who don't know, there was a a rumor report, I guess, that Marvel had about nine shows that they were working on that hadn't been confirmed up until this point. Mm-hmm. And one of the ones that kept popping up was a show based on Werewolf by Night. Mm-hmm. Um, this seems to make a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, it seems to be just like a one shot directly to Disney Plus. Um, it gives you some backstory on the character. And I think especially, so, you know, one of the things that I always thought and, and I think most shows struggle with is how do you build on a villain when you have to introduce them in the connectivity uh, of a show, mm-hmm. right? Um, if, if Moon Knight season one is not going to be focused on Werewolf by Night, then what better way to give Werewolf by Night uh, his own spinoff to establish the character mm-hmm. and then drop him right back into season two where you right. already have an established villain yeah. through the one shot? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I think that'll work well. So, you know, I think it's a, a home run idea, you know, it fits timing wise. Um, you know, on the, on the flip side, yeah. I could, I could see this playing another way where, and this is just Ian being absolutely hopeful for something. Maybe werewolf by night is spun as a, an anti-hero type person. Um, and, and, and werewolf by night is just our next member of what I would really love to see Marvel do. And that is the midnight suns, which we will talk about here in a few minutes for another thing <laughs> that is very confusing. Um, I want, I want the MCU to do midnight suns. And that is where I want to see our heroes face off against Mephisto. Um, just so you guys are aware of my, my feelings. Um, but yeah, you know, I love Halloween content. Werewolf by Night is an easy way to do a, a nice semi-spooky Halloween special. Yeah. Maybe even include Moon Knight in it. I don't care. Um, that, that's just also me loving Moon Knight, and please put him wherever you possibly can. <laughs> um, right. But the rumor also is accompanied by um, a Marvel searching for a Latino actor to play the lead role in this special. Um, and that's all we that's all we really know about this. Um, any other thoughts on the Marvel Studios Halloween special? No, I I just think it's it's impressive to see how far we've come from uh, only doing films to now we're doing Halloween Everything. specials and Christmas specials. And, yeah, we're we're, uh, do, we're doing it's it's soon they're going to have their own scripted podcast. <laughs> Who knows? Right. I will say. This this does track with Marvel. They they are not afraid to take on properties that may not be as mainstream. Um, Werewolf by Night is not Iron Man. He's not Spider Man. Right? Mm-hmm. They're not afraid to. They did this with Guardians. Anybody yep. out there that was said that is going to claim to me that they're reading Guardians of the Ga- uh, Galaxy comics before the movie, you're full of shit. Especially um, that group of so, Guardians of the Galaxy. Bingo. And and the Eternals the same way like nobody's reading exactly. that so nobody stop read it. that yeah that's um, why they that's why the both of those series have been canceled so many damn times because nobody was buying them bingo so yeah I love that they're going for it I think it makes sense and let's be honest I'll watch it I don't yep 
Absolutely. Any and all content. I will watch it on the day it drops as I do everything else that they do. All right. So that's enough Marvel for right now. We're going to talk. We have a little bit of gaming section at the end of the show here. We're going to talk about a little Marvel gaming when we get there. Um, But we did get our first look today at the new Resident Evil film. Um, I do not know what this is being called. Um, I apologize for not knowing that information. Uh, But it is a reboot. It is a complete reboot. No Mila Jovovich this time. She's done. Um, You know, some people might think that's a good thing. Some people might think that's a bad thing. I don't care. I didn't like any of them past, like, the third one, maybe, if that. Uh, But this, based on the images, um, for those of you who ever played Resident Evil, I I have played... um, a lot of the early ones, I'm too much of a pansy to play the new ones because they're terrifying. Um, this looks to be following Resident Evil 1 and 2 pretty closely. We get to see the mansion that they go in in Resident Evil 2. Um, and we're seeing all the characters. So we saw um, Kaya Scaladario um, as Claire Redfield. Um, uh, I'm blanking on her name. The actress that plays Ghost in Ant-Man and the Wasp. She's playing Jill Valentine. <laughs> Hannah Joe Kamen. Hannah John Kamen, yes. Um, Robbie Amell is playing Chris Redfield, I do believe. Don't hold me to that. Um, and the actor um, that plays the big hairy guy in Umbrella Academy. I'm just terrible with names today. Yeah, I he, don't actually. Yeah, that one, he, yeah, he is playing know. Albert Wesker. Um, there, The list goes on. Um, we see a lot of the famous um, Leon Kennedy um, is appearing in that. I'm sorry, I can't remember who is playing him. Um, but most of the characters that we are familiar with in the Resident Evil franchise are going to show up in this movie, which is something that the other Resident Evil movies kind of shied away from. Um, a lot of the comic book characters, they appeared, but they really didn't resemble their, I say comic book, video game characters appear. Um, but they didn't really resemble uh they're com- their Jesus. I cannot speak right now. They're video game counterparts, people. All right, not comic book, video game. Whew. Anyway, this is just the first few images that came out. Um, the you know, based on these images, it look it looks cool. I hope it's I hope it goes back to its scary roots instead of the pretty ridiculous action roots that the other movies turned into. Um, I want to see some scariness. I want to see some. Uh, some scary real zombies, not the weird creatures that we saw in the in the uh, newer the other movies. Um, but I'm here for it. I like Resident Evil, especially those early ones, and I hope that they. Uh, I really hope that they knock this one out of the park. Did you have any opinion on this, Tanner? Yeah, I'm not. I'll be honest. I haven't played any of the Resident Evils. I don't think. Maybe when I was okay. younger, I was more of a Doom guy. Uh, yeah. myself um and that movie's god awful so don't don't waste your time on that <laughs> right um but i mean yeah good that the content's coming back you know i know there, this is a cult following so we, we're going to bring it to you even if i don't watch it or and or play the video games but we'll go from that to something that i did watch and surprisingly enjoyed um, right, and you know and, and yeah and because of that fact is why this next story exists Jungle Cruise is coming back. Uh, 
The Rock We're and going. Emily Blunt are set to return for a sequel to The Jungle Cruise. Um, They're going to know, the jungle again. Again, yeah, it'll, it's going to end up being another Jumanji franchise, mm-hmm. which is another which is another franchise that has no business being as good as it is. Um, Correct. The newer ones. Uh, yes. So you know, The Rock continues to do stupid shit with and making it good. So um, yeah, I mean, I'll watch it. I like the first one. Yeah, uh, it it it, was, it wasn't the best movie I've ever seen, but it was fun. It was entertaining. Yeah, uh, it was, it was worth a genuine surprise to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and so because of that, I will show up for the sequel. Absolutely, um, can't go wrong with Emily Blunt or The Rock right now. So, and another thing you're going to show up for is what's going down over on the other side. Let me tell of you, the comic book. <laughs> Let me tell so, you guys. Before we get into this, you know, I think a lot of people think we're just Marvel groupies. Oh, yeah. That is not the case. I know what Tanner's going to say, and I sign off on this comment wholeheartedly. (laughs) So, FYI, the only reason that we spend so much time on Marvel is because Marvel's the one that's giving us news right now. Um, But we both want DC to succeed and succeed in the worst way. But again, Mm -hmm. just just so we're clear, we will criticize Marvel when they do something wrong, we will right. criticize star Wars when they do something wrong, even though mm-hmm. star Wars, like we've talked about is the love of my life. Uh, yep. we, will, we will criticize Disney when they do something wrong and we will criticize DC when they do something wrong. But one thing they do right is DC fandom, because this is usually where they give us the best content, including yes. the movies. But let's talk about DC fandom, which was just announced, I believe to yesterday yes. uh, that it was coming back. Um, and we're going to get quite a bit of content um, you know, usually when we talk about this content, we kind of ramp it up, but right for this one, I can't wait. I, I want to talk about the big one right off the bat. Let's okay. Do it. You know, speaking of right off the bat, um, we're going to get our next F and oh, Batman sh- trailer guys. We're getting our next Batman trailer. All right. We freaking love the Batman. Okay. I know you, it, like Tanner said, it seems like we're pretty Marvel heavy, but guys, we just, also told you that the Suicide Squad is one of the best comic book movies ever made. So bingo, we do love DC too. We just, you know, we feed you the news. We, we feed you what we read. Okay. So the one thing I can tell you, and I know Tanner agrees with me, you can give me Shang-Chi. You can give me Spider-Man. You can give me the Eternals. There isn't a movie in the next two, three years that is in the same stratosphere of excitement than we have for the Batman. Okay. hundred percent. That first trailer is in my opinion, one of the best trailers ever made. If you include um, the the little action that we saw, the performances, especially uh, Dano as Riddler. And then the music in that trailer that accompanies Jeffrey Wright's, you know, grisly voice as the commissioner. I can go on and on about this trailer, guys. I freaking love it. I cannot wait for what Matt Reeves, Matt Reeves brings to fandom next month. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Matt Reeves to me is a genius. Like, that's why I think I have so much hope around this. Matt Reeves as a practical director is an absolute genius and you saw yes. it in the trailer this is going to be a lot more practical it's going to be gritty it's going yep. to be dark it's yep. going to like 
you know, we, we kind of heard some, maybe some rumblings about somebody that has seen it. It says Paul Dano is incredibly intimidating mm-hmm. as, as the Riddler. Mm-hmm. Um, I am so ex- The only thing to Ian's point that might get me more excited uh, about an upcoming movie is if Star Wars would ever announce a Knights of the Old Republic yeah. uh, franchise. But the like, I would be excited for five minutes, and then I would be scared that they would somehow screw it up. So, which uh, they would, yeah. So, Ian's right. I, I cannot wait. Uh, and this is on the sixteenth, right? Yes, October. October. Yeah, October sixteenth. Um, I just want to confirm to make sure, but uh, the Batman trailer is something I'm looking forward to. Now, what I hope, what I hope above all else is they don't give us the cool shots. Yes. Like they did with Batman Please. versus Superman. Warner Brothers. Come on. Give us, I mean, what they did that sizzle reel in the first one is perfect. Perfect. We got to see Catwoman, but she's not mm-hmm. doing a whole lot. Yep. You got to see Batman in action. You got to see the new Batmobile. Um, we still haven't seen Alfred, so that would be a nice uh, thing to see. Maybe see Paul Dano a little bit more in the light or, Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, cause he's just kind of sitting there with his face all Zodiac up, which right. I hope that's what he is the whole time. But yeah, I I'm with you. I, I am so excited to see this and hopefully at the end we don't see like a, a 2045 date because who the frick knows when this movie's coming out, it's supposed to have been out already. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, who knows when this is supposed to come out right now and with everything going on, I hope we get a date confirmation and I hope it's sooner than we think. Yeah, 100%. I'm hoping first half of 22. Um that would be beautiful. That yeah. would be that would be absolutely lovely. Um next part of fandom that we do have a confirmation from straight from James Gunn is that we are going to get our first look at Peacemaker. Um I'm not, I don't think we need to spend too much time talking about Peacemaker. We just spent a whole episode talking about the ramifications of the Suicide Squad and what could go and what is going to come next and that is this show, but we are going to get our first look at the show. Um, at Fandom, I will say, um, this news broke not too long ago. Um, actually today, I believe James Gunn is claiming and saying, and you know, he is the guy who made the movie. So I would not argue with him that there is another member of the squad that lived that we didn't think lived. Um, he says, if you were able to see on the monitor board where, uh, Amanda Waller is monitoring all the squad members that there is still a character showing signs of life that we thought was dead. Um, I haven't had a chance to go in and see what the heck he's talking about. Um, so I don't know which character he's talking about. I could assume that it is probably either flag or somehow polka dot man. Um, but I don't know. Tanner seems like he has already found this information and might know something. So I'm going to let him talk now. Uh, don't quote me on this, but I did see a comicbook.com article, I believe. I didn't read it. I just saw the headline. And from what I understand, it is TDK. <laughs> oh, my God. Of course it's the detachable kit. Of course. Of course. Please, I need a Nathan Fillion, John Cena team up in this peacemaker show i want yeah, to see the I, detachable kid just keep smacking some people we'll confirm <laughs> that for the next weekly update but i'm i am 85 percent sure that's what i saw on on comic book was saying that's who they tabbed as the the person that still may be alive that is absolutely hilarious please be true 
<laughs> All right. So the next thing we did get, um, if you look at the poster for Fandom and, and you know a couple other sources out there, we are going to get a first introduction to Aquaman two. This has just started filming. Don't get your your hopes up about seeing any kind of footage whatsoever. It's not going to happen. Uh, you might get maybe some concept art, uh, maybe a, a relative storyline villain, something like that. I assume we'll see Black Manta again. We might see more than that. Um, but don't expect to see to be blown away by anything from Aquaman two. And you no, I think I think you're right. Yeah, I, I, Jason Momoa just might make an appearance and yeah, tell, tell you what they got going on. Now, the one thing I am excited to see, and that we probably will see maybe a little bit more of, is Black mm-hmm. Adam. Yes, uh, I, that seems to be. We know it's rap production. I, yep. I would assume they've got enough footage to make a a, a teaser at least. Mm-hmm. So and I, I think we're going to get happening. It. Yeah, I do too. I I think the Rock's going to be there. He'll introduce it, and then they'll kind of tie it into uh, Shazam: Fury of the Gods. I don't know right. that we'll see anything from Shazam, right? Um, but I do think the Black Adam teaser will be uh, associated with the the, the Shazam two mm-hmm. uh, news that they dropped there. But that's another one that I'm really excited to see uh, is the Black Adam movie, uh, just to see kind of conceptually what it's about, uh, mm-hmm. because we don't. It's very rare that we get a a villain based movie. Right. Um, you know, even venom, right. They've kind of spun as the anti-heroes. So right. I'm interested to see how this plays out. I mean, you know, again, I'm not doubting the rock at all, but yeah, I think, I think realistically that's going to be this too. I hope more, a more serious version, obviously, but I think like they're going to spin this as anti-hero black Adam, not full blown villain. Um, he's, he's going to team up with that justice society that we've already been, that's already been confirmed to us. Um, right. With Hawk, with characters like Hawkman and Doctor Fate, um, I hope that—that's my biggest hope. I, I, you know, I've seen the Rock's picture um, with him in the in the skin tight suit. You know, I want to see an image of Hawkman and Doctor Fate and the other Justice Society members. That that's that's a big thing for me. I want to see, especially I want to see the how they do the wings on Hawkman, and um, I want to hear Pierce Brosnan's voice as Doctor Fate. Um, again, we, I don't know if we're going to get any of that and that's perfectly fine. That movie's still a little ways away, um, 2022, but still a little ways away. So don't expect a big giant three minute trailer for that either. We are going to talk a little bit about gaming right now, just because it is pertinent to the fandom. We also got confirmation from WB games that we will see more from Gotham Knights, the multi delayed game that is a spiritual successor or within the same universe possibly as the Arkham games. Um, but they released a poster to tease that during fandom by showing a member of the court of owls holding his owl mask. I'm excited for this game. Um, I, I love the bat family. I love the bat comics. Um, I will probably spend a lot of my time playing as red hood, but possibly Batgirl as well. Uh, I'm excited. Um, you know, I hope this game is good, but more importantly, I hope this game have, um, does indeed uh, come out at some point. <laughs> right. I mean, how many times has this been delayed at this right. point? It's been exactly. a while. Um, yeah, I, I'm with you. I am a huge fan of the Arkham Knight games. Um, 
the, again, I've spent, I spent so many hours yeah. in, in those games. So, Same. you know, it's good to get back into that storyline. Um, so yeah, let's hope uh, it comes out. I'm looking forward yeah. to it. Court of Owls makes sense. Let's mm-hmm. do it. Yeah, absolutely. And to, to close out the fandom news for now, um, I will say that I am, that, that I would be surprised if we don't see something from the Suicide Squad video game that they announced at Fandom last year. Oh, good point. Um, they haven't confirmed that just yet, but I would be surprised if that doesn't at least make an appearance. That's that's actual Rocksteady, the people, the actual studio that made the Arkham games, um, the, the the trilogy. They, they, they didn't make, Rocksteady did not make um, Arkham Origins. The Arkham Origins team is the one doing Gotham Knights. I know it's a little confusing, but... I, I am excited. I, I, I hope they show us something from Suicide Squad that is supposed to, supposedly um, going to come out next year at some point. Um, we 100%. did get, yeah, we did get a bit another bit of DC news that had nothing to do with Fandome that we'll talk about here, and that is that Misha Green, our lovely writer and creator of Lovecraft Country, one of my favorite shows from last year, is writing a script for a Black Canary movie. With uh, Miss Smollett coming back as Black Canary, and that is going to be a movie directly to HBO Max. If that is, if if it indeed does uh, actually happen, you know, sometimes these scripts are written and then nothing happens with them. Um, but this is something that I want to see. Yeah, so this kind of tracks what we were talking about with Batgirl, right? I mean, this seems to be the universe that they're building. It seems yep. to be like they're going to take the Birds of Prey movie, which I will always refer to it as the birds of prey. It's not Harley Quinn, you know, whatever the hell they renamed it there for five minutes, which was stupid. Mm -hmm. Um, I, this seems to be like, they're going to take that on. Um, they're going to do, uh, I would think eventually a Gotham sirens movie. That seems to be where we're headed. Um, this makes sense given that you're doing a, a Batgirl movie, uh, Mm -hmm. for HBO max as well. Uh, I know Mary Elizabeth Winestead has said that she would like to reprise her role as the Huntress. And Please do she that. Says, yeah, when she says that, you listen because she's amazing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this this makes 100% sense to me. Uh, Journey Small, Smollett is wonderful, uh, mm-hmm. both in Lovecraft Country, and I really enjoyed her um, in, in Birds of Prey as well. Absolutely. Um, we didn't get to really see her do much in terms of her power base, so that would be – yeah. Uh, good to explore. And I think this is also an opportunity for us finally to see a uh, green arrow in this. Yes. DCU. Um, yes, please. Because as, as much as I loved uh, Stephen Amell, um, that unfortunately is not part of the DCEU as we understand it. Um, although, which I think is a travesty because uh, that was the first few seasons of that show are uh, beautifully done. It got a little mm-hmm. crappy there at the end, but uh, you know, it's a CW. What do you expect? But yeah, I think that's awesome. It seems like we're still building. It's interesting that mm-hmm. we're still building in the Zack Snyderverse, I guess. But whatever. you know, at, at um, this point, just keep giving me as long as the content is good. I don't yep. really care what universe they they try to tell me that it's in. Just your point, give me good content. Yeah, and to your point, the actress is good. The writer is good. Well, I mean, that's the, what we. That's this what we is one see. of those things that you know it's not confirmed to be a full green light, but it needs to be in yeah. my opinion. Agreed. Um, final little bit of uh, D 
DC news. I am still watching Titans. Um, I will say, you know, it started off really hot, right? These first three episodes that they dropped all at one time, I actually thought were very, very, very good. Um, it has dropped off slightly. Um, it has gotten a little bit more sporadic. Um, but I will say that the content, the actual storylines are still good. I just wish that they were meshing the storylines a little bit more. And who's to say that they won't? But um, right now, I still think this is actually a very a, a very good season of a show that was running itself directly into the ground. Um, yeah, so, and that's... <laughs> yeah. We'll go from one sporadic thing to another sporadic thing. And that is the release date of no or no time to die which, oh my gosh how many times has this movie been delayed we did get the final trailer uh today they say, yeah, um, they say it's the final one we'll, <laughs> we'll see when it gets delayed another year then we'll probably get another one but uh trailer looks fun uh yeah you know ian and i both have a a man crush or you know as the kids would say we would both risk it all for Ana de armas i think absolutely um, at, at this point so um the fact that she's in it you know i'll probably go see it yeah, I don't I care if she's only in it for five minutes. I'm there. But yeah, I mean, the James Bond actress, gorgeous. <laughs> I'm there. Bingo. Uh, the James Bond franchise has been pretty sporadic in, in how you know how good their movies are. Right? I think they usually take like one on one off. Uh, like it does I really seem enjoyed, that way, doesn't it? Yeah, I, I really enjoyed Skyfall. Spectre was okay. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully this is better. Um, mm-hmm. Last run for for Daniel Craig. So let's let's send them out on a high note. Uh, and I, and I guess my first Bond movie directed by an American. So oh boy, don't let yeah, the Americans screw it up. Hopefully we don't ruin it. Yes, please. I mean, I'm hopeful. Um, you know, we've already we've ruined Bond by casting an American as as Bond once. Uh, Pierce Brosnan. Uh, he's not American, is he? Though he's I'm pretty Irish, sure he's maybe. British. Yeah, yeah. I think he's Irish or something. I don't. Whatever. Anyway, he sucked. So yeah, he wasn't cool. a good one, regardless. Um, yeah. So I guess my question to you is, Ian, are we actually going to get it? You know what? This At time. this point, I think they are. We are going to get it. Um, Jeff Bezos himself is going to make sure that this happens now that he owns James Bond too. Oh, um, I forgot about that. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So Jeff Bezos, if he can get to space in a penis, then he can make sure we see freaking james bond all right yeah i mean he's out here building real life austin powers uh jokes and sending yeah. himself to space in it so let's let's hope he can pull that off yes um and, and we'll, we'll, i guess we can float from that right into uh some news that we got out of CinemaCon, which yes. went on last or early this or late last week i think it was late last week yeah into Sunday, I think. Um, so early this week, if you consider Sunday mm-hmm. part of the next week, which is bullshit like that. Yep. Whoever came up with that dumb idea, Sunday ends the week. Stop it. Um, <laughs> anyway. Um, so we, we did get, uh, some news about Top Gun. Uh, yeah. This is actually something that I'm fairly excited for. I hate Tom Cruise generally. Um, yeah. but he does, he puts his money where his mouth is. He um, sure does. Everybody in this movie is actually filming inside the cockpit of like <laughs> F-18s and and all the big boy equipment. Tom yeah. Cruise literally asked the naval, uh, like the the Navy, if he could by himself fly a, a an F-18 Raptor mm-hmm. uh, or F-22 Raptor. I can't remember. I, it's, I guess it's F-22. I don't know. I'm not a plane expert. 
get off me. Um, but he wanted to fly a, like a couple billion dollar plane to shoot this movie. And they said, uh, no. So, <laughs> um, I'm actually, I'm, I'm interested to see this. I don't really care so much about the character. I'm really yeah. more into to see the, the stunts that are done because again, like I said, they filmed this, all the actors and actresses are in the cockpit of yeah. these planes while they're doing the maneuvers. Um, I don't necessarily care about, uh, Maverick, right. uh, doing, doing Maverick things, but I'm interested to see it at least. Yeah. There was a, there was a feel good story that came out of this, um, in the last few days out of, out of Stim- CinemaCon and, and just after that, um, Tom Cruise apparently had been refusing to do this movie for a long time because the studio didn't want Val Kilmer in it. And Tom Cruise said that he would not do this movie unless Val Kilmer was in it because he, in his mind, uh, Top Gun is just as much about Val Kilmer as it is Tom Cruise. And I think that's just really cool, which is why Val Kilmer is in this movie. Iceman. Iceman. Absolutely. So again, at CinemaCon, you know, we talked about the Batman. We're really excited. They showed off a little sizzle reel of behind the scenes footage. Um, and then they showed the same trailer that we've all seen um, probably multiple times. If you're anything like me, I've seen it probably dozens of times at this point. Um, so, you know, no new footage, but some cool behind the scenes stuff. They're saving it for fandom guys. We'll get it. We'll get it in you know, just over a month. Um, and then finally, they actually were for at, at, at CinemaCon, they were doing full screenings of Shang-Chi um, for a lot of these. Because for anyone who doesn't know, CinemaCon isn't a full um, like Comic-Con event that is open to the public. Um, Cinecon, CinemaCon is, is, for, is technically for theater owners. Um, theater chain owners and small theater owners can go to this. And it's all about getting theater companies and getting people excited about the movies that are coming out. Um, and, and, order, and to do that, Marvel Studios actually put on screenings of the full movie of, of Shang-Chi. So a lot more people got to see the movie at, at CinemaCon, and we got even more positive reactions out of that as well. Also, if any of you assholes out there, and I say assholes lovingly, uh, were in those select markets that got an early screening of Shang-Chi, in IMAX, I hate you and I love you and I'm jealous of you. So, uh, I, I love that you got that opportunity, but I will find you <laughs> and kill you if you spoil something for me in the next three days. Yes. Um, yes. you people who got to see it early, I am happy. Yeah, I was actually, I was actually kind of bummed, you. uh, because we actually flew out to Denver two days after the screening in Denver. So I couldn't oh, make it. No. Um, <laughs> So yeah, if you're out there, I hate you, but I love you and I still hate you. Also, um, if you had gotten to see it early, I would have, you know, obviously still loved you as my friend, but I would have hated you. For yeah, I, I don't know that I would have seen it in just in sol- solidarity to you, but, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, that's what happens All when right. you live in the Midwest and nothing goes on. So Exactly. We get nothing. Except for when we did get to go to that early screening of Civil War, just to flex a little bit. We did oh, get to yeah. see that early screen. I snatched tickets for that. Like, yeah, somehow. you did. And I drove up from Nashville for like four hours to get there in the nick of time and then had to drive right back down to be at work at six in the morning the next morning. That was what a so great funny. time. What I a great time. all about that. Oh, my God. It's some like time. rinky-dink theater, too. Like, it, it was. was it was some random nothing. The oh, people that's... who are listening to this do not care about our exploits. <laughs> uh 
to see Civil War uh, five years ago. God, that was five years ago. It was awesome. We're going to end our show today not with a comic corner um, this week. There wasn't a lot of huge releases this week, so we're not going to end it with a comic corner. But we are going to end it with some gaming news that happened over the past week. Gamescom was happening, just ended. Um, We finally, finally, I'm going to reiterate it, finally got a release date for Halo Infinite that was supposed to come out with the Xbox Series X last November, but was delayed for an entire over an entire year. We're now getting Halo Infinite on December 8th, but there are caveats. It is not going to be the whole game. The Forge, if you like to build your own uh, multiplayer maps, the Forge is not going to be available at launch. And c- Campaign Co-op will not be available at launch. They are trying to get this game out. They are struggling to get this game out. It makes me a little bit worried for the campaign. I'm still there for it. It's still Halo. I love Halo so much. I will be there day one when this game drops. Please don't let me down, Microsoft and 343. Um, And then there were a bunch of special editions that they announced at Gamescom and then subsequently sold out um, within the span of like 10 seconds everywhere as I tried to get a Halo-themed Pro Controller and failed miserably to do so. Um, the console itself was really cool. I didn't go after that. I already have one. Just a little, another little flex on everybody who doesn't have one yet. Uh, but I did want the Halo Infinite controller, and I wasn't able to get that. But it seems, if you look on social media, that not many people were able to get one. Yeah, this is that eBay market. That's where you got to go to buy your PS5s. I also have an Xbox, uh, the new Xbox, but I have not. Yep. And I've tried and tried and tried. I've not been able to procure a PlayStation Five. I'm excited yep. for this as well. I haven't, uh, you know, I haven't really dug into the Halo gaming world since like Halo Four or Five. Um, well, which four? If, if Four was your last one, then that's fine because Five sucked. Yeah. Once we got into like the Halo, like like the Halo Wars or whatever, I was like, okay, I'm done with this. Like, I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't play Halo Wars I, either. Just I, not my I missed the old school, uh, the old school Halo. I used to play that forever. Between yeah. that and Call of Duty, that took up all my time. So if this is good, yeah. let, let's get back in it. Well, the, you know, the, the whole idea that 343, the, the studio that makes it, um, is the whole idea that they've had for the past, you know, the whole development cycle of this game is that they are trying to get Halo back to its roots. So they're hoping this game plays more like Halo Combat Evolved did in 2001 when it was released. Um, so I'm, I'm here for it. I will be playing it day one. Um, I'm sure I will be playing a multiplayer, which I usually, I don't do much of anymore, but I definitely will for this. Um, but there is another Xbox exclusive coming out that I am extremely excited for because I love cars and that is Forza Horizon 5. Um, it is coming out, uh, in October. Uh, I apologize. I don't remember the exact date, but it is coming. I think it's the ninth that this, this game drops. Um, there were some absolutely stunning Gamescom videos that were released of this, some gameplay footage. There are particular some scenes in, of this gameplay that legitimately look like photos. It legitimately looks real. It's absolutely insane. Um, but they did release a uh, pre-orders for a Forza 
special edition controller that is very cool too. It's like a translucent yellow. You can see like the inner workings of the controller and it looks like it has like paint splattered on it. And it's really, it's really neat looking. Um, it looks like the powder, like the, the paint powder balls that you see actually in the Forza Horizon games. Um, so if you're interested in that, I think there are still those controller, those controllers specifically are still available some places um, like Best Buy or GameStop. I can't remember um, where I did see it, um, but I will be playing this game. It looks beautiful. Um, this is going to be the very first time. Well, not necessarily the first time. It's going to be the first big um, Xbox exclusive other than Flight Simulator um, that's going to show off what the Xbox Series X can do to its fullest. So if you have a TV capable of handling it, um, I would suggest at least trying Forza Horizon just so you can see what your Xbox Series X can do. Yeah, and that's, um, and if, that's one thing they've always yeah. excelled at, right, is... Yes. Forza has always been one of the most beautiful franchises. Yes. They they always push the limits. Yep. I know it's a car game, so you know, maybe not as much uh goes into it, but I would highly mm-hmm. disagree with that when you look at all the intricacies and everything that yes. they've got going in it. I know the yeah. gameplay and, may not be that complex, but well uh, yeah, the, and the visuals. Know, for for those of you who don't know, Forza Horizon is a little different than Forza Motorsport. For, Motorsport is the is their series that is just track racing right so if, if, if you are not aware of this forza motorsport is more like gran turismo where you're just running around on popular tracks in the world um, forza horizon 5 is a fully open world game you traverse an entire area that they've prepared um, three was in australia four was in um england i if i remember correctly and now five is in mexico so there is a little bit more to the horizon games in terms of like, uh, you know, I'll use air quotes to, uh, you know, in story, right. There's a little bit more to do. There's more variety in Forza horizon. So if that, if that was your, your um, hold back on it, I, I would, I would give horizon a try. Um, they, they, they do some things that not many other racing games um, care to do. And if you were a fable fan, way back in the day when fable was a popular game series, a game series. Yeah, there were three of them. Uh, the company that makes Forza horizon uh, playground games, they are making the new fable reboot. Um, so check out what they can do with an open world and their graphics, because all of that is getting translated to a mystical fantasy, open world RPG. Um, fable. So yeah, probably that out. Yeah, probably not anytime soon. Um, they just announced it last year. I'm sure that they have a lot of work to do, but it is coming. The last thing we're going to talk about, and Tanner and I have just a bundle of question marks for this game. Um, at Gamescom, it was an, a, a Marvel's Midnight Suns was really was announced. Um, this is a game that is apparently more of a strategy type game in the vein of XCOM. Um, this is the same company that makes XCOM, but I, the trailer for this just confuses me. Yeah, I had no idea what's going on. You know, um, I, it looks like the character, the main character you play as, is a new creation. As is the villain. As is the villain, right? Um, Who might be the same then, thing? I don't know. Like, I don't know. Yeah, and then the team that they've assembled as the Midnight Suns does not resemble any version of the Midnight Suns I've seen in the comics before. 
Really, uh, all you've got is like, like Ghost Rider. Yeah, like why? Like Ghost Rider and Blade are the only two. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, I mean, Wolverine is a Midnight Sun in this. Doctor which, Strange, I could oh, buy. Okay, Doctor Strange. Yeah, Doctor Strange. Um, but Captain America, I'm, I'm not sure why he's a Midnight Sun. I don't know. Iron Man, like yeah, yeah. I Iron Man, I don't. Yeah, I don't Captain get Marvel. it. Um, I will probably at least check this out just because it is Marvel. I'll probably try to see what this is about. Hope maybe it does turn into something that's actually really cool and really fun to play. But I'm just kind of baffled right now. I I, I need to see a little bit more. Yeah, I'll be honest. I I was not impressed by the trailer at all. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what was going on. You know, especially if you're introducing a new character and a new villain, it would be nice to 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 explain that instead of just giving me remade ACDC songs. Right. Um, so I, I don't know, like it didn't, like it didn't show me the gameplay at all. This is probably right. something that I'm going to wait until I see gameplay to figure out what exactly it mm-hmm. is. Um, it's so, made by 2k, which is weird. Right. Yes. Um, speaking I, of gameplay though, um, when this episode is released, when you guys are able to listen to this on Wednesday, September 1st in the morning, IGN is apparently holding some sort of live special where we will see the first gameplay footage of this game. Um, I, I would assume it's going to be short. This game doesn't come out until next year, but uh, supposedly um, we are getting the gameplay footage in the morning, which uh, okay. for us tomorrow, for you guys, it was this morning. Um, so we'll see. Uh, I'm going to check out that gameplay footage. Um, I'm here for anything Marvel, but I, I'm still just kind of confused by whatever they're trying to do. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm, I'm, I think at this point I'm trying to dive back in to, to do the uh, War for Wakanda yes. storyline and, and Avengers. I've, I've got that on my to-do list maybe this weekend. That is my uh, hope I'm for not this weekend as well. Football, um, yes. Because football's back and that's glorious. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. I, I just don't... I don't know. Like, that's the problem. Like I would love to be excited yeah, that, about this, but yeah. like I watch it and I was like, I don't know what the hell is yeah, going on. I don't. Yeah. It, that's the, and, I, and that's the thing. I, I just don't know what it is. I literally think I texted Ian, like what the hell you did. Was, what the hell is this? Yeah. Like, I don't know what it is. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Okay. So we don't know. Sorry. We'll, we'll figure out more tomorrow and then we'll, we'll give you an update on what we think of it uh, next week um, yes. in our weekly review. And speaking of that, obviously next week we're going to be back on regular schedule. Um, we're going to get you with a weekly review and as you could probably piece together, we will at some point do a deep dive on Shang-Chi, um, and give you all the spoilery details, uh, of something that we hope we, we thoroughly enjoy. Um, and that is on the docket for next week. So uh, as always, we appreciate you coming and spending, you know, two ish hours with us. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good to catch back up. I'm glad I'm back. Thanks for putting up with us while I was on vacation and, and <laughs> on my birthday yesterday. That again, this is all my fault. So don't blame me. In. He's the, he's the good one of the bunch. Uh, so thank you guys. And like, like we always say, if you, if you, if you have any thoughts, comments, suggestions, hit us up on our socials in Nerdworthy on Instagram and Twitter. Um, but other than that, we thank you for joining us and we'll see you next week. This is Dan. Yeah. And uh, this is Ian. Have a great week, everybody. And we will see you next week post Shang-Chi. All right.
Later.